bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. Thirdly, the faith that Jesus recommends welcomes God's interventions. It is a faith that is open to divine intervention. It is a faith that is open to spiritual possibility. It is the faith that is open to supernatural possibility. With God, all things are possible. It's possible. I don't know what your problem is and what the solution can be, but I'm here just to announce it's possible. Whatever it takes for you to have a solution, it is possible. It is possible. If your solution is under the sea, it's possible for it to come up. Read the Bible. A man sunk his axe head, axe head, metal, the head of an axe, that is used to cut down tree. He, he was cutting down a tree and the metal, metal fell into a river. And no law of physics. No law will tell you that that heavy object can come out by itself except another law operates on it and there were no machines to change the laws at that time. But the prophet of God threw a piece of wood and I've never heard of a piece of wood that allows metals to float. I don't know where your miracle is hiding. It may have sunk like metal under a river, but it is possible for it to rise up again. The faith that Jesus recommends is ready and welcomes God's intervention. It is the faith that says, I don't know how it is going to be done. I can't even perceive all the ways it can be done. But I know the God I serve. That I know that he can do it. And with him, all things are possible. He can make kings dream a dream overnight to change government policy. I don't know what you need. But you have to be ready for divine intervention. Today it seems dark, but wait till tomorrow comes. Today it seems hopeless, but wait till the next minute because he says in your way of thinking, things can be late, but with me, a thousand years are like one day. So what it may take you a thousand years to achieve, I can do it with you overnight. You have to welcome God's intervention. Fourth, the faith that Jesus recommends appreciates the testimony of other believers. God, the Bible says, never leaves himself without a witness. Every time God has a witness somewhere, what you are struggling with Somebody has just had a solution to. Maybe you are a parent or you are a couple. You are believing God for a child. And you've been married 12 years. 
And you say, will it ever happen? And people tell you, listen, it can't happen again. This is not possible. And then you hear a testimony of a couple who have been married for 15 years. And they just had a child. God is just telling you. (laughs) He's just telling you something. He's just telling you, it's possible. It's possible. And when you hear such a testimony, don't devalue it. Appreciate it. The couple come and say, we've been married for 15 years and look at what God has done. And you lift up your hands and you say, thank you, Lord, for your works and your wonders amongst men is unsearchable. Your ways are unsearchable. Somebody tells you, oh, look at me. Look, and things were so hard for me and I couldn't even afford a meal. And look at what God has done. You hear that testimony. Don't devalue it. Appreciate it and thank God for it because it is an indication that God can still work on your case. And he's still working on your case. And what he did for somebody else, he's able to do for you. He never leaves himself without a witness. He always give you a witness. And you, you read the testimonies of people who have done fantastic things in the name of the Lord. You read them in the Bible. You listen to other people's stories. People tell you about how their marriage was healed. They tell you, my, the whole marriage was destroyed, but God has brought us together. And our love now is better than when we were on uh, married the first time. Don't devalue it and say, Aisha, Aisha. These things you can't trust at all. Today the man is laughing, laughing, laughing. You don't know what is behind it. Don't devalue the testimony of other believers. When you hear somebody's testimony, rejoice because it is a witness to you that God is coming close to your case and to your situation. The faith that Jesus recommends operates in the spirit realm. It operates in the spirit realm. It does not operate in the physical realm. Thomas was operating in the physical. I need to see it. I need to touch it. If I don't see it and I don't touch it, it's not there. But the faith of God operates in the realm of the spirit it says i may not see it i may not touch it but i believe in the god who calls the things which be not as though they were and so you believe it it's in the realm of the spirit things are happening in the realm of the spirit that none of us can explain there are things happening now that you cannot explain right in this auditorium The power of God is present. Some people may sleep under the power and some people may catch the flow. Some people may sit under the power of God and laugh and smile or be chewing gum. All the anointing present. You are converting the anointing power into gum chewing power. Some convert all the power they receive on Sunday into gossip power. They leave church, the only manifestation of the oppressors in church is a gossip. All that God did, the only thing that God did, did you see 
her hair. Hey, are you sure it's her real hair? And the man will say, did you see his scar? Hey, Charlie. We have to be careful because some people where they are getting their money from, we don't know, but they are buying cars. That's all that, all that God did. You converted this awesome power into gossip. I don't know what kind of physics law is that. You reduce the power of God. Because here, the spirit of God is at work. Things are happening. Somebody's life is just being turned around right now. Somebody's fear just left maybe five minutes ago. Somebody received inspiration to go on with her life. And you have no idea what God is doing for you at home whilst you are sitting in church. Last communion service. I said that whilst you are sitting here, things were happening. Somebody sent me a fantastic testimony. We'll read it to you later. But something that, a money that this person, somebody had taken from this person and had not paid for years. The person went home right from the service, had a phone call. And this person who has been running away with her money, called by himself. And said, I'm bringing the money tomorrow. If you hear that, it is somebody's testimony. Don't devalue it. Appreciate it because it shows that those people are going to call you by midnight because something is going to tell them, call her, call her, call him, call him and restore that which has been stolen. You believe before you see there are two kinds of spirit that we have to deal with the spirit of doubt and the spirit of faith the spirit of doubt has some characteristics and what are those it freezes initiative the spirit of doubt freezes initiative when people are doubtful they are always fearful they don't act their initiative, the sense of initiative is frozen. The spirit of doubt limits possibility. All the great inventors of our time believed first before they saw. Somebody believed there could be light before he went to the laboratory to prove it. Somebody believed it. If you don't believe, you cannot see it. If you read a lot of science fiction, people write about possibilities, what could be. And science fiction tells us what can be and people believe what can be. And then inventors convert belief into substance. If you don't believe it, you cannot see it. You have to have a spirit of faith. And what is the spirit of faith and what does it do? The spirit of faith inspires exploration. Why did people explore other countries? Because they believe. The Europeans believed that there was land westward. They believed there was land there. And so the early explorers from Portugal and Spain started and moving 
trying to find this land they believed was westward. Eventually, Christopher Columbus was able to move there. They said he discovered it. He didn't discover it. The people were there already. They, how can you discover a land that people were living on? But for, for the Europeans, they discovered that what they believed was true. But they would never have set out if they didn't believe there was land there. How could they believe? They just believed it. I believe I can fly. So you fly. The first person to do an aeroplane. Why did he do it? Because he believed man could fly. He looked at the bird flying and he believed man could fly. Why do we build a university? Because we believe we can do it. You believe it before you do it. If you don't believe anything, nothing will be possible to you. You have to believe something. And the spirit of faith releases our power to explore. The spirit of faith leads to new discovery. You can never know what is possible unless you step out. Did Peter know he could ever walk on water? No. He's been a fisherman all his adult life. That was his job. And as far as he knows, men don't walk on water. That's why they sit in boats. If men walk on water, there'll be no boats. But Peter, one day, saw Jesus walking on water. And everybody was afraid. People said, it's a ghost. The spirit of doubt. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Those people were Ghanaians. It's a ghost. But Peter had a different spirit. Spirit of faith. He says, Lord, is it you? Lord says, yes, it's me. Well, if it's you, tell me to come. Now, if he had a spirit of doubt, he would say, Lord, is it you? Yes, it's me. And this is how the spirit of doubt will, say, will speak. Be careful, oh. <laughs> you can fall. Be careful. The spirit of doubt sees you doing something. And tells you the worst can happen. It never tells you the best can happen. It is pessimistic, not optimistic. But Peter said, is it you, Lord? Yes, Peter, it's me. Then, Lord, tell me to come. Spirit of faith. The Lord says, come. Then he got out of the boat shoom, onto the water and he started walking spirit of faith he discovered something he had never known in all his professional life everything his profession told him it's not possible to walk on water that's why he bought boats but I'm here to tell you if you operate by the spirit of faith you can experience things in your business that they said was impossible. If you operate by the spirit of faith, you can be in a country and be richer than the country. <laughs> if you operate by the spirit of faith, you can be in a third world country and operate by first world standards. 
if you operate by the spirit of faith, when everybody in your industry is going backwards, you will be going forward. It's a totally different spirit. Everybody sings. But Peter walked on water. And then as he kept going, he lost the spirit of faith. He started looking around at the evidence. He moved from the spirit to sight, to the physical senses. And the Bible says he began to sink. Let me tell you, my friends, if you want to sink in life, let me give you the recipe. The sure way to sink in life is to walk according to what you see and feel. But the way to walk on water is to walk by what God says. If he says, come on water, get out and go. If he says he will prosper you, he will prosper you. If he says he can make your business grow, he can make your business grow. If he says you will marry, you will marry. Whatever he says you can do, you can do it. Because God operates with the spirit of faith. Finally, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 7 and 8. We want to see some quality about the spirit of faith. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7 and 8. Okay, chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joys inexpressible and full of glory. I love the verse 8 and I'll read it again. Whom having not seen you love, though now you have not seen him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. It tells us some qualities about genuine faith genuine faith the Americans will say genuine faith genuine faith real faith not fake faith if there is genuine faith then there is imitation faith also the first quality about genuine faith that the Bible shows us in this verse is that it is more precious than gold. Hmm. Genuine faith is more precious than gold. What does that mean? Gold represents wealth. Money. Money. L'argent. Dough. Bread. Faith is more precious than gold. In other words, your faith is more important than all the money in your bank account. Why? Because money is an exchange commodity. You need something. You don't have it. But you have money and you use the money to exchange for what you need. 
I need water. I don't have water. So I exchange my money and I get water to replace my money and I drink my water. I need a house. I have money. I can't sleep in my money. So I exchange my money to get my house. So I sleep in my house. It's a means of exchange. Faith is also a means of exchange. I need a miracle. I have faith. But my faith cannot solve my problems alone. So I exchange my faith in prayer for my miracle. There are some things money cannot buy. But which faith can get you. Money can get you only physical things. Faith can get you both physical and spiritual things. When there is no medical technology to heal your sickness. Faith can heal it. Now a lot of the sicknesses that Jesus healed, doctors can heal it. But in the times of Jesus, anybody who had those sicknesses didn't have hope. But faith could exchange and get healing in place of the sickness. And now there are still a lot of things money cannot do, but faith can do it for you. Faith is more precious than gold. It's a more marketable commodity than gold. Secondly, genuine faith will be tested by fire. Faith will be tested. Why? Because sometimes when you believe by faith, the things you believe, you don't see them. And because you don't see them, you will be tested. And you will feel like giving up your faith. Everybody's faith will be tested. You are believing God for a breakthrough, your faith will be tested. Whatever you are believing God for, it will be tested. It's a sure banker. Genuine faith is tested. Thirdly, genuine faith believes without seeing. Believes without seeing. When there is no physical evidence, genuine faith believes. Fourth, genuine faith rejoices before it experiences the miracle. Genuine faith doesn't wait for the miracle to come and then it dances. Genuine faith starts dancing when the miracle hasn't happened. And it makes people think your problems have so overwhelmed you that now it's impacting. <laughs> it's impacting on, on your nerves. And some wires are beginning to touch somewhere in your brains because the problems are too much. You believe God uh, now, hey, I did a funny dream. Problems now does. But genuine faith rejoices even when the miracle has not shown. And finally, genuine faith brings glory to God. And this morning, you can exchange your faith for anything you need. I don't know what you need. Joy, happiness, salvation is by faith. Healing is by faith. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is by faith. Claiming a miracle is by faith. Promotion is by faith. Being the head and not the tail is by faith. Prosperity is by faith. If you believe it, you will see it. Faith is the beginning of the process. And I want you for a moment to just determine what you want to use your faith to exchange for. What do you want to purchase on the heavenly commodities market? You want to trade on heaven's stock exchange. You want to trade on heaven's marketplace. What do you want to buy? Now take your faith 
and by faith you can go in prayer and claim it because your faith is more precious than gold it's more powerful it's more efficacious than gold Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.